Good morning, City Base family and friends. I trust that you're all well and that you're standing strong in your faith in Jesus. With all that we've been going through, it's easy to start to doubt and for our faith to start to dwindle. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. We belong to those who have faith and are saved. That comes from Hebrews 10 verse 39. We press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called us heavenward in Christ Jesus. And that's Philippians 3 verse 14. So we don't belong to those who shrink back. We're not going to shrink back. So can I encourage you to stand strong? Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you are going through, Jesus is greater than that problem. Jesus is greater than that trouble. And he will bring you through and you will be victorious. Let faith rise up in you, in your hearts, and be strong and be courageous. Amen. <laughs> it's great to be able to be with you again this week. And um, last week I spoke on the walls of Jericho and said that there are walls that we tend to hide behind that need to get broken down. Walls of sin, walls of rebellion, of hurt, of unforgiveness, of hatred, etc. But there are also walls that prevent us from being able to move forward in our walk with Jesus. And they are walls that stand looming large in front of us. And they cause us to doubt that God is for us or is even able to help us or to save us or to give us the victory that he said he would. And these kinds of walls need to be broken down in our lives because they bring death and destruction, fear and doubt. And Jesus doesn't want us to live like that. But today, I would like to speak on walls that need to be built up and strengthened. Not all walls are bad. And as children of God, it is good to build up walls in certain areas of our lives so that we can stand strong and not be defeated. It's also a good practice to go around the walls that you have built up from time to time and inspect them to see what condition they're in, where they've become weak, where they've been damaged and broken down. And can I say that it's time to rebuild them and strengthen them. We all go through these times of trials and difficulties and the enemy is the one who comes and he sends bombardments against our walls and those walls take strain and they end up getting damaged so we need to make sure that we go around them and that we check that they are still standing strong and today and so today we're going to be looking at the story of Nehemiah and uh, the story of Nehemiah is the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem and from history, we've learned that strong walls represent a strong defense, a strong, well-protected city. Broken walls represent defeat, the inability to protect, disgrace and trouble. And Jerusalem used to be a well-protected, fortified city, but it was nothing like that anymore. It had become a pile of rubble, destroyed by the Babylonians under the rule of Nebuchadnezzar. And so we're going to pick up the story from Nehemiah 1, reading from verse 1. And it says this, The words of Nehemiah, the son of 
Akalia. Now it happened in the month of Shizlev. This is the ninth month of the Jewish calendar. In the twentieth year, as I was in Susa, the city dale, that Hanani, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. And then what do we see? We see Nehemiah go before God and he prays earnestly to the Lord that the Lord will give him favor before the king. From verse 4, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant. That I now pray before you day and night for the people of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Even I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes and the rules that you commanded your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are in the utmost parts of heaven, from there I will gather them and bring them to a place that I have chosen to make a name, sorry, to make my name dwell there. They are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of the saints which delight to fear your name and give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Now I was a cupbearer to the king. And then we see in chapter 2, we see Nehemiah bringing the king his wine, and the king sees that he is very sad, and he asks Nehemiah what's going on. And Nehemiah tells him the whole story about what has happened to the walls of Jerusalem. And so he lets Nehemiah go to go and rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. And so when Nehemiah gets there, he doesn't tell the people what he's about to do. And one night he goes out and he rides around the wall of Jerusalem and he goes and inspects it. And then he comes to the, the Jews in the morning and he says to this to them in chapter 2, reading from verse 17. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come let, us rebuild, sorry, come let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me, and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. 
The story of rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem has a lot to teach us about spiritual walls in the believer's life. What do we mean by spiritual walls? Spiritual walls refer to or represent things like strong foundations that lead to stability of our Christian faith and testimony. It has to do with warfare. In other words, our capability of defending the faith, our ability to stand against the attack of the enemy, our moral strength in time of temptation, our faith in our Heavenly Father and what He is capable of doing and bringing us through. And it has to do with obedience. So we need to build up these spiritual walls so that we can stand strong. So let's just have a look at a little bit at the background here. What had happened up until this point was that the kingdom of Israel and Judah had been overthrown and were no longer in existence. The Jews had been exiled into Babylon for 70 years and their exile had now ended. Many Jews had already returned to their homeland under the leadership of Zerubbabel and Ezra more than a hundred years earlier. Nebuchadnezzar and the invading Babylonian armies had broken down the walls that surrounded the capital city of Jerusalem and the walls had never been repaired. They were still in ruins. So God sends Hananiah to Nehemiah to stir up his heart to go and see what is going on in Jerusalem and then to stir up the people's hearts that were staying there so that they would want to help in rebuilding the wall of God's holy city. God does not want you and I to remain in a state of ruin. He wants you to have, a, to have strong spiritual walls, walls that can withstand the attack of the enemy. And we see from the story that God blesses the building project and with his help, they complete the rebuilding of the walls in 52 days. Even with all the opposition that was coming against them and all the threats of being attacked and being killed did not prevent them from continuing the work that they were busy with. And so as a result of these walls going up so quickly, it causes the surrounding nations to fear the Israelites because they know that this could not have happened in their own strength. It had to have been God helping them. And so we see this in Nehemiah 6, verse 15 and 16. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month of Elu in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. And you see, so these walls that we need to rebuild cannot just be done in our own strength. We need to rely on Jesus to help us to rebuild these walls. And so this book of Nehemiah is not just a history lesson of what has happened in the past. There are many lessons that we as believers can learn from the story even still today. And for all of us, there are spiritual walls that need rebuilding. Maybe some have been broken down, you've been under fierce attack, and the walls have been damaged, and in some areas they've broken down, and they need repair work to be carried out on them. For others, many believers have been content to live in the midst of broken down walls, 
and are wondering why they are under such great attack, can I say that it is most probably because you are an easy target for the enemy? And this is not always the case. But check out the conditions of your spiritual war. Go and survey them and see. Maybe there's areas of your spiritual walls that are broken down. And that's allowing the enemy to come in to, and to attack you. Just as God wanted strong walls around his temple city, Jerusalem, so God wants his children to be strong and protected against the attack of Satan. He wants us to be ready for spiritual warfare. And when our walls are broken down, the task becomes so much greater because there is nothing to protect us. Every Christian is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But some Christians don't have a strong, solid spiritual wall. And just as God wanted strong walls around his temple city, God wants those who belong to him to be strong and protected against Satan's attacks. So let's have a little bit of a look at building spiritual walls. And I don't know how far we'll get today, but we'll see and then we'll carry on most probably again next week. But building spiritual walls is not always easy. It's hard work. And we can see from the story of Nehemiah how these people had to work hard at rebuilding the walls. That everyone um, had a place where they were building from. And we see later on in the story how they even had to stand and build with the weapon in their hand, ready for the attack of the enemy to come. And so there will be difficult times discouraging things that are spoken over you and said about you. There will be threats that come your way, even from those you thought were your friends and those who you thought were on your side. You will be ridiculed and ask things like this. Did you really hear from God? Because I don't think you did. And in these times, you have to stand your ground, putting your complete faith in Christ Jesus. And if we ever look at the story, Nehemiah had to face the same sort of things that we go through when we take a stand to build up or restore the walls of our lives to protect us against the onslaught of the enemy. And so I want to read through some of the things that Nehemiah had to face. And you see if you're going through some of these things. Nehemiah 2 verse 19. But when Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite servant, and Geshen, the Arab, heard of it. They jeered at us and despised us and said, What is this thing that you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Now when Sanballat heard that we were building the wall, he was angry and greatly enraged. This is Nehemiah 4, sorry, verse 1. And greatly enraged, and he jeered at the Jews. And he said in the presence of his brothers and of the army of Samaria, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore the wall? Sorry, will they restore it for themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish up in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and burned ones at that? Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and said, Yes, what, are, what they are building if a fox goes upon it, he will break down their stone wall. But when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites 
heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed, they were very angry. And they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. And doesn't the enemy love so much to cause confusion? We believe God has told us one thing and then he'll come and say, but did God really say this? And tries to sow seeds of confusion. And we need to know what God has said. And then if we drop down to Nehemiah 6 verse 1. Now when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arab and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left in it, although up to this time I had not set up the doors in the gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, Come and let us meet together at Hekfirim in the plain of Ono, but they intended to do me harm. And I sent messages to them saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? And they sent to me four times in this way, and I answered them in the same manner. In the same way, Sambalat, for the fifth time, sent his servant to me with an open letter in his hand. In it was written, it is reported among the nations, and Geshem also says it, that you and the Jews intend to rebel. That is why you are building the wall, and according to these reports, you wish to become their king. And you have also set up prophets to proclaim concerning you in Jerusalem, there is a king in Judea. Sorry, in Judah. And now the king will hear of these reports. So now come and let us take counsel together. Then I sent to him saying, No such thing as you say has been done, for you are inventing them out of your own mind. For they all wanted to frighten us, thinking their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done. But now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. And for me, this is so incredible. Nehemiah is so wise here. He takes counsel from God. He doesn't take counsel from man. And when these troubles come, he says, God, I'm putting my trust in you. And now, Lord, you take care of this situation. And we see that God does. Verse 10. Now when I went into the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, Deliah, son of Metabal, who was confined to his home, he said, Let us meet together in the house of God, within the temple. Let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you. They are coming to kill you by night. But I said, Should such a man as I run away? And what man such as I could go into the temple and live, I will not go in. And I understood and saw that God had not sent him, but he had pronounced the prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. For this purpose he was hired, that I should be afraid and act in this way and sin, and so they could give me a bad name in order to taunt me. And we can see how that God gives Nehemiah wisdom and God shows him that this prophecy hadn't come from God, but it had come from man. 
And the plan of this prophecy was to bring fear into the hearts of the Jews so that they would stop rebuilding the walls. That's what they wanted. They didn't want these walls to be built up, but they wanted them to stay in ruin so that they would be an easy target for those, um, for the enemies that were around them. And so we see the enemy comes at them from many different directions with different tactics. But each time we see Nehemiah goes before God and he prays. And he does not fall for the enemy's lies and tactics. And we see him and the people standing their ground. They stand strong. And they are not distracted by all these threats that are coming their way, by all the lies that are being told. They focus on the task that is at hand, the walls that need to be built for their protection. And what is so incredible for me is that with all that was going on, the rebuilding of the walls continued. They didn't stop. They continued. Even though they, the work may have slowed down a little bit because now they had to fight with the weapon in hand, they did not stop, uh, they did not stop building the walls. They continued. And God gave them a strategy and they kept focused on the strategy that God had given them. And God protected them and God helped them to complete that task in record time. I mean, if you go and have a look at how big that city was and to think that they fixed up those walls in 52 days, it can only be God that helped them. Your walls may just look like a pile of rubble, but with God's help, in the face of all the tactics, sorry, in the face of all the attack and the insults, the spiritual walls that you are building can continue being built. They can continue going up, even in the face of all these trials that you are facing. Don't take your eyes off God. Continue to build, and God will bless your efforts and your perseverance, and your spiritual walls will go up, and they will be strong. For others, you may have allowed the enemy to deceive you and cheat you, distract you. Can I say, repent. Get back to building those strong spiritual walls. And that's all God wants is for us to repent. And then he comes in and he stands by us and he helps us as we build. Building strong spiritual walls is not easy, but it can be done. Even while the enemy is trying to distract you or attack you, or even kill you, you can continue because you know God is on your side. Let's confront and assess the damage where we have broken walls. And let's be like Nehemiah and build those walls up. Strengthen our hands for this good work. And that's my prayer for us today is, Lord, strengthen our hands for this good work. Help us not to become tired in building up these walls. And let us start that rebuilding process. For some it may be that you have to start rebuilding right from the bottom. For others there is damage that needs to be broken out and rebuilt. For others there are just places where the wall has collapsed and it needs to be repaired. But can I say don't delay, start now. God is on your side. 
and he wants you to be protected. He doesn't want the enemy to have easy access into your life. And when we don't have these strong walls, we find it so easy to fall back into sin, to fall back into temptation. But when these walls are built up and they're strong and they're solid, they can stand the attack of the enemy. And we don't end up falling back into what we've come out of. And so this is my prayer for you is that you will build strong spiritual walls and that you will be able to stand against the attack of the enemy and that when the enemy comes, he will be defeated and he will not be able to bring harm to you. And in this time that we are facing right now, Jesus is your rock. He is the one that you need to take and use to build those walls. Build it on a strong foundation. Build on Jesus. And those walls will stand strong. They will not come tumbling down. They won't be like those guys predicted that if a wolf or a fox climbs up that they'll fall down. No, they will stand strong. Doesn't matter what attack comes your way, they will stand strong. Can we pray together? Father, I thank you that you are in the, the wall building business. And Lord, you don't want the walls of our lives to remain in ruins. You want us to be strong. You want us to have a good, solid foundation. And you want us to know who our faith is built upon. And so, Father, where we have maybe allowed the enemy to come in and to destroy those walls, I pray that today you give us the courage to take the stand against the enemy and that, Father, we will rebuild those walls and that they'll be stronger than ever before, that the enemy won't be able to come in again and to bring that temptation to us, cause us to sin in those areas again. Thank you, Jesus, that we will stand strong. Father, I pray for your protection upon your people. And that, Father, in these difficult times that we are going through and facing right now, I pray that we will turn to you, our pillar of strength, and that, Father, our hearts will not grow weary, our hearts will not grow weak, but that we will go from strength to strength. I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. May God richly bless you and have a wonderful day. I'll see you again next week. Amen.